Welcome back to Hot Girls Don't Drive. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's in collaboration with my history of music class called Music, Space, and Place in 19th Century Paris and the Provinces. Somehow, some way, I've found an extremely charming queer story within the confines of 19th century France. And that's all thanks to one woman named Natalie Barney. Natalie Barney was born in 1876 in Dayton, Ohio. She was best known for her weekly salons, being a poet, a playwright, and an open lesbian. You would think being an open lesbian in the early 1900s would lead to a life that was a little bit different than Natalie's. While I'm sure she struggled with her identity, there's really little information regarding the hardships or the backlash that she may have faced. Barney had many, many successes and lots and lots of very famous friends who, for the most part, seemed to be allies. I just think that's so remarkable and inspiring for that time. So back to her life. As a child, she attended an all-girls French boarding school called Les Rouchers. And I did a little bit of digging. Turns out the woman who founded that boarding school, her name was Mary Suvestra. She was also a lesbian, and she actually founded the school with her partner, Carolyn. Quick side note, someone very famous also attended one of her schools, Eleanor Roosevelt. Perhaps Eleanor Roosevelt is also a lesbian. Just kidding. Anyway, Barney goes to French boarding school where she learns to speak and write in French fluently. She travels between Europe and the United States until age 21 when she settles in Paris. There she establishes 20 Rue Jacob, a weekly salon that she would host for the next apparently 60 years. And if you don't know, a salon was a weekly gathering where people met to socialize and talk about literature, art, music, anything really. She would also form l'Académie des Femmes, or Women's Academy, in 1927, which was in response to l'Académie Française, which only admitted men. But it was really her salon that was something remarkable. It's been said that at Barney's Salon, musical concerts, plays, dance performances, and literary readings were held there. And her salon was also described as a place where lesbian assinations and appointments with academics could coexist in a kind of cheerful, cross-pollinating cognitive dissonance. And honestly, I'm not really sure exactly what that means, but from what I'm getting from that statement... The salon was definitely queer. So, it's really interesting to me that Natalie's salon was apparently really queer because of the people who attended her salon. Like, really, really famous people attended, including writers Colette, uh, Gertrude Stein, Isadora Duncan, who is a dancer and choreographer, Artist Auguste Rodin, poet T.S. Eliot, F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, Peggy Guggenheim, among many others. 
Barney was a very intriguing woman. I wish I could have met her. She was an open lesbian in the 1900s, yet she was very popular. She lived at the center of Parisian society. She also didn't believe in monogamy in like 1913. Her relationships definitely stirred some commotion, though. They were definitely the source of gossip. Her affairs became the subject of some novels, including Leanne de Pugy's Ideal Sapphic or Sapphic Ideal, uh, which was written in 1901, and the famous lesbian novel that I haven't heard of until now, The Well of Loneliness, which was written in 1928 by Radcliffe Hall. One of Barney's most famous affairs was with Renee Vivian, who was a famous British poet. Both being poets, they were very inspired by each other. Their relationship produced a lot of writing. They studied Sappho together. Uh, Barney even once said that Vivian had found new inspiration through me, almost without knowing me. Unfortunately, Barney was non-monogamous, and Vivian wanted Barney all to herself. This disagreement may have been what led to their breakup. As the story goes, while Barney went to Washington, D.C. to visit her family, Vivian stopped answering her letters. Barney tried for years and years to get Vivian back, but it was a grand gesture that proved most successful. Barney did what anyone would do. She called Emma Calvey. Emma Calvey was one of, if not the, most famous French opera singers of her time. And of course, she was friends with Barney. She asked Calvey to come with her to Avenue du Bois, where Vivian resided. The plan was, Calvey would dress up as a street performer so no one would recognize her, and Barney would bring a bouquet of flowers wrapped in a poem, and they would stand outside Vivian's door as Emma serenaded away. Emma started by singing J'ai perdu mon oridus from Gluck's opera Orfeo ed Eridus. But, unfortunately, that wouldn't work. She then sang what would become one of the most famous opera songs possibly ever, Carmen's Habanera. That would do the trick. Vivian finally opened her window and came down to meet Barney, waiting on the street below. So, let's take a listen. Perhaps close your eyes and imagine your ex-lover has brought Emma Calvey to sing this by your doorstep. Would you open the door? Yeah. 
Now, I'm guessing that you've probably heard that song before. Would you have ever thought that there was a very queer story attached to it? I sure didn't. So that recording is actually Emma Calvey singing Habanera, which was said to be recorded in 1916. Habanera, or Le est un usu rebelle, which means love is a rebellious bird, was composed by George Bisset for the opera Carmen. It is the entrance aria, or song, of the title character. The score was adapted, or some say plagiarized, from El Arreglito, or The Promise of Marriage, a song by the Spanish musician Sebastián Irade. Although Bizet was just the composer, the words of this particular aria were written by him. The orchestration has two flutes, two oboes, two clarinets, two bassoons, four horns, timpani, triangle, and tambourine, full strings, and pistons. Around 60 musicians are needed. The orchestration has two flutes, two oboes, two clarinets, two bassoons, four horns, timpani, triangle, tambourine, full strings, and pistons. Around 60 musicians are needed. (laughs) 